Hey, and welcome back to Blue Grit Radio. This is Eric. I appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you for the support and for sharing. Um, for those of you that reached back out and said that the last episode on interviewing concepts was super helpful, I'm excited to bring you this where we're going to get into a little bit more about the interview process. Um, and specifically, we will get into uh, the first bit on questions and how to prepare for those. Um, so, in the first episode, and you can refer back, we talked a lot about some big themes. We talked about professionalism, preparedness to a degree. We talked about being responsive. Um, so that's going to carry you through the whole hiring process, or it certainly should. right? So there's, there's test day. Um, recognize that when you do go to do your police or fire test, there could very well be, and there probably will be, representatives from the agencies, not just from the testing agency. Um, people there from the organizations that you want to work for. So keep that in mind. Um, again, show up with your best self. Be well rested, be engaged. Also, you're taking a test, so you want to be rested, you want to be dialed in because you have to perform. Um, so, you know, be responsible the day before, the night before, eliminate stress, be rested, be hydrated, be well fed and fueled that morning. Um, and that's definitely some things that you can carry over to the other days, the other events in this long, arduous, governmental, public safety testing process, right? Think about what makes you optimal, what makes you show up in your best way. Um, we talked about correspondence, right? So doing phone calls, emails, when you are alert, when you're uh, engaged, you don't want to be sending something when you're super fatigued, you know, that's just riddled with errors or, uh, mistypes that lead to miscommunication. So, you know, be mindful of that. Um, traditionally, you're going to have at least one interview. Traditionally, you're going to have probably three. And when we talk about policing, there is a first round interview, uh, which is called the oral board. And that's anywhere from three to five. Sometimes there's even been like six or seven people in the room. Um, there might be a civil service examiner. So someone from HR or that um, that entity to oversee the process. So it could be very intimidating if you're not mentally prepared for the fact that there's going to be a lot of eyes on you, a lot of ears hearing what you're saying. So be ready, take notes, practice, study, and that's how you're going to show up your best. So in addition or in place of a traditional first round oral board, a lot of agencies are doing something that that we mold over, um, but it's essentially speed dating. So rather than invest 20 to 40 minutes meeting a single candidate, um, a lot of times that doesn't show up. A lot of times that might be an absolute dud. Um, you can take 10 or 15 minutes and just get eyes on, get someone in front of you and hear what they have to say. And a lot of people, a lot of uh, police professionals and fire absolutely as well, will tell you that they have a genuinely pretty good sense in the first few minutes of meeting someone, uh, based on confidence, based on body language, based on um, their thoughtfulness and their even quick few responses of what type of candidate this might be. Now, granted, there are a lot more things, a lot more hoops and steps that you got to go through, but that is what puts you on someone's radar. So keep that in mind, right? It's all the themes we talked about. Uh, you just want to make sure that you are absolutely prepared to rock it.
there's going to be a background interview with your background investigator or detective that's going to purposefully get into all the nitty-gritty of your background packet. So your personal history questionnaire or what's called your personal history statement that you hopefully spent a lot of time coming through to be as accurate, as transparent, as forthcoming as you can be because that trust is is absolutely crucial. Um, you're going to spend anywhere from 30 minutes, I heard on the short end, some agencies, to two to three hours, which is uh, hopefully a lot more common as far as an industry standard to actually spend the time um, that's, that's required to do a responsible job at that. So that's your background interview. Um, you're also going to have a command staff or chief's interview. So that can be one individual, aka the chief or an assistant chief. That could also be a board. Um, we run it where we have myself being a sergeant, the commander, my boss, and then the chief and or an assistant chief in his absence. Um, I have personally been to oral boards where, um, I'm sorry, command boards where it was like the whole command staff for that size agency. So it was, I don't even know, they had to wheel in like a special table to fit all those people on the other side, but purposefully to you know create that kind of pressure um and some agencies do certainly lean on that old school traditional pressure just to see how uh, how steadfast you are or how confident you are and they translate that into um being a successful police officer or a successful police recruit so um it's certainly opinion based um but just understand that that might be what you're facing I've also seen interviews and uh, I've experienced a chief's interview where it was just one-on-one, right? It was me and the chief. It was a smaller town in my initial phase when I was trying to get into police work. And it was super casual, right? It was uh, getting to know me. Uh, He got to let me know a little bit about himself and, you know, how he viewed his role as chief for that community. And so that was definitely the opposite end of the spectrum that I almost wasn't ready for that level of, um, you know, casualness. And just what felt like a conversation. Regardless, if you are mindful of your talking points, if you're mindful about what you feel is most important about you, then you'll be prepared for all these things. Um, There's a difference between being prepared and being disingenuous. And then I'm not talking about being disingenuous by any means. I'm talking about being uh, ready. I'm talking about knowing your talking points. I'm talking about thinking back to all the things that you've done and seen and experienced and highlighting those best things. So you're not on the spot and just randomly drawing at, you know, whatever comes to mind. Um, And we're going to get into a little bit more about the questions where that's going to make a lot more sense. Okay. So first section, uh, we're going to talk about what I call basic questions or your gimme questions. Examples would be, tell us about yourself. Why do you want to be a police officer? What are some characteristics you have that would make you be the most ideal police officer? Why do you want to work for a blank police department? Hopefully you've thought long and hard about all these questions, definitely about the larger ones, about you, about the industry, why you want this profession. But then it gives you an opportunity to shine and show off a little bit more about yourself and not just how you would uh, be an asset to this department, but what you know about the department. So you get to highlight the homework you've done, the types of contacts you've had, what you've been able to dig up, um, past 
like the little two paragraph blurb on the internet about that city. The main keys that are going to help you start off with being yourself. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't try to misrepresent yourself. It's only going to bite you in the back end, especially when you go through all these really intricate uh, processes uh, with regard to the background check, etc. So just be yourself, but be your best self, be your confident self. I think it's fair to say that anyone that sat on a bunch of interview boards, panels, seeing dozens, hundreds of candidates over the years, they probably all pride themselves on having a decently high BS meter. Um, If you think about police in general, that's going to be high, right? So you put hiring plus police and you get this very high scrutinizing group of people. So the best way to combat that um, is just to be yourself, present yourself truly transparently. Don't be afraid to open up. Nobody wants to work with a robot. The community doesn't want a robot. So don't be a robot. A good way to get a little bit more comfortable in knowing what you want to talk about is to review your personal story. You can review that with yourself. You can go over what you think makes you unique. And you don't have to do this by yourself. Hit up your closest friends, your family, people whose opinions that you trust, your mentors. Ask them what they think would make you a good police officer. A lot of us that tend to be a bit more humble might not think of some of the best characteristics about ourselves, and we may not verbalize it in the ways that others will. So hit up your people, uh, feel them out, ask them what they think, and also take notes. Take notes on what they share, take notes on what you process through when you think about your brand, and this is a big thing for me when I talk to candidates or when I give it uh, feedback, is know your brand, know what you're about, because we're all... We're all snowflakes. No, what I mean is we're all super unique. Um, We're not all cut from the same cloth. We have not all had the same experiences growing up. We've not had the same experiences in school or in work. We haven't had the same conflicts or traumas or adversity or opportunities to grow. And that's the heart of what you want to get at. Um, I don't want to get too much into that because that's going to bleed into other sections, but Knowing that and taking some time to work on your brand and what you would highlight as far as your personal story, it's what's going to help you through any interview. You're just going to know what you're about, what's important to you, what you bring to the table more than anyone else. And so we can avoid those those canned responses. And when I say canned responses, Every police officer will say it, whether they've been on a board or not. They'll know that that's really good advice to give someone. Um, I mean, it's not just police. It's fire. It's it's the private sector. You all know what a, a plain cookie-cutter response is, right? So that's what I'm talking about. Why do you want to be a police officer? Because I want to help people. That's one of the most generic uh, responses that we actually do hear. I've heard it for years, uh, sitting on on the other side of the table, and it just doesn't mean anything. What do I mean by that? I don't think it's important that you want to help people. No, absolutely. It should be one of the biggest reasons why anyone wants to approach the public service industry is to help people, surely. But what does it mean to say, I want to help people? That's like saying, I want to be productive. Like, what does that mean? There's no substance to it. There's no detail. 
like why this job to help people? Because you can help people so many ways, and I'd argue that there's a there's a ton of different things that have just as much impact, if not more, than being a police officer in some town, right? And not downplaying it. Clearly, that's that's my vocation. That's something I'm very passionate about. What I'm saying is that you don't have to be a police officer to have a cool career or to make change in a community. You could be a teacher. You could be a counselor. You could be a community worker that engages the youth. You could work at a community center, right? You could be a coach. There are all these super impactful ways. Um, but when people say plainly they want to help people or they want to help the community, and they don't have anything to expand on, um, that's super weak. And now that you listen to this, it's super avoidable. So the task at hand is for you to outline and tell your story as to why you, as opposed to anybody else, should be offered this position to do this type of work in the way that you visualize doing it and what that would look like and how you would bring that ability in a different way, in a unique way, in a special way. And only you can really answer that question. That wraps it up for this episode of Interview Tips uh, for Oral Boards and the process in hiring. In the next episode, we're going to get into other types of questions that you're going to frequently see. So behavioral-based questions, what that means, what that looks like with examples, and scenario-based questions. Again, what that means and how to navigate those. I want to thank you again for tuning in, for sharing, for your support. Uh, please do share this out. Um, share it with your networks and your story with people that are looking to get into law enforcement or just public service in general. I do know that there's a lot of vacancies in police jobs across the nation. I know that for the first time ever, there's been a good amount of vacancies in the fire world. So anything I can do to help find the right, the good police officers, the men and women out there that are going to be officers, firefighters, what have you, uh, please share this resource with them. Uh, I know that there's a lot of good candidates out there. I've met many of them personally that just, they missed the mark on their first or second go around in interviews. And it was something that I personally experienced failing my first oral board and kind of fumbling through them a few times just to get reps and figure out the formula and what I needed to do to succeed. And then being on the other side of the table um, for numerous years, in-house, out-of-house, um, all across the board. So I do know that it's a skill, it's a practice. So putting that information out there, I truly know is going to help a good candidate shine brighter and cut out a lot of work and a lot of, uh, a lot of pain and toil for both sides of the table, right? For the candidate as well as the agency. It serves everyone well, candidate, agency, and truly the community. If we can get those people into the right seats, if we can get them in the process, get them through their process, and get them into doing the job that they need to do so we can keep moving forward. So, again, thank you for your time. Uh, like, share, comment. It definitely helps me out. It helps more people see this, uh, this project. You can follow me at Blue Grit Wellness on Instagram. Um, also check out bluegritwellness.com. It's the blog. You can look up a bunch of different articles that span topics, policing specifically, but also tools for shift work, health and fitness. Check it out. Share it out. Again, I thank you for your time. Take care and be well.